0: Hey, this is Father Kelly on Ash Wednesday night with my Ash Wednesday homily. But I gotta say, this is a miracle that it happened here, that I got here to this point, because, uh, you know, it shows to the power of the spiritual disciplines of the church. Earlier at Mass and hearing confessions afterwards, I was all psyched up to come do this homily, to record it, to share hopefully good things from Ash Wednesday. But then I ate dinner. And amazing how it works that all of my motivation to come do this just drifted right away by myself, as I knew I would. Literally, as I sat in the confessional between penitents, thinking about doing this, that, you know, what's going to happen? I'm going to come back to the rectory, I'm going to eat dinner, and my motivation to sit down and do this Lenten penitential thing is going to just fade right away, and I'll talk myself out of it. I knew I would, and I, I really almost did. It was... It was real close that I didn't come back in here and do this. However, here I am, and praise God for that. Background noise, dog, don't mind him. So, this, most of you will be hearing this after Ash Wednesday, but that's perfect because this homily is focused on, don't let it just be about today. That's the point of it. So, uh, this is my homily delivered on Ash Wednesday, but certainly looking forward to uh, the rest of Lent. Who is hungry? I hope you are, or have been for a significant part of the day. If you aren't, or haven't been hungry yet, I strongly suggest you skip dinner. And I really mean that. If Ash Wednesday, had, if Ash Wednesday has been easy for you, you're not doing it right. As the Christians that we are, it is, a time for us to get, it is time for us to get serious about Ash Wednesday and Lent. For too long we have taken it easy, and it shows. We are supposed to call out to God and ask for his mercy, but we must not really be intending intending it because the world is missing so much of God's mercy. Surely we can see that. So it is time for us to get serious. We are, as St. Paul says, ambassadors for Christ. But to be an ambassador requires that we uphold that which we are supposed to represent. Yet many of us don't do that, and worse... Have no real intention of doing so to come to this Ash Wednesday service or mass and take your ashes, but not actually convert your life makes you a hypocrite, just like the hypocrites in the synagogues and in the streets that Jesus calls out, coming and receiving ashes and, and you know saying the prayers of, of this Ash Wednesday liturgy, but not actually turning towards the Lord, not actually wanting to participate in what the light what the church wants to give is like rending your garments, not your hearts. The opposite of what the the Lord says is, it is doing an outward sign, but not actually meaning it interiorly. You know, it's essentially lying to God by saying, yes, yes, I am penitential, I receive the ashes, I remember that I am dust, and dust I shall return. But then if you don't actually have that make any difference in your life, it's lying to God. It's following through, it's participating in a symbol, in, a, in a, an activity, that symbolizes what you don't actually mean. You are lying with the action and therefore lying to God. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. The Lord desires us, he calls us all the more to be to be honest, to, to authentic, to turn with our whole heart. And how do we do that? With fasting, with weeping, and mourning, with, with being repentant for our sins, and with the literal acts, especially of fasting. And maybe you need motivation to be more serious about Ash Wednesday and Lent. If you need motivation, maybe think of other people. Maybe, you know, when you think of just yourself and your own spiritual good, it's hard to get motivated. But remember, we are all part of the body of Christ. Our Lenten penance affects others in a positive way. I mean, if, if our sins can affect other people, which they certainly do, you know, think of how if, somebody, if there's an alcoholic in the family, that affects the whole family, right? Well, if... Negative things can affect the whole family, so also can positive things. So uh, our Lenten penances, how well we do Lent, hopefully if we do it well, has a good effect on not just ourselves, but on others. So maybe you have trouble fasting for your own good. Do it instead for the good of the body of Christ. Maybe you have trouble praying for your own good. Do it instead for the good of the body of Christ. Maybe you have trouble giving alms for your own good. Do it instead for the good of the body of Christ. Lent is not about you and your personal struggles and temptations, but about you and me as members of the whole body of Christ. So, for the sake of your friends, family, neighbors, the church and the whole world, take Lent seriously. Be hungry, be prayerful, give alms. Yet, of course, do all of this without outward show. ...without making a big deal of it publicly. Fight the good fight for the glory of God and the salvation of souls... ...but in a way that no one knows but you, ha- but you and God. And have faith that God really does see. I think that's one of the things that we have the most difficulty with... ...especially in our culture now that's so focused on social media... ...and everything goes through that. In a very real sense, we have this implicit attitude that if it's not posted online it's not real like we we it almost doesn't make sense to us that something would not be posted that we wouldn't talk about that we wouldn't share it yet that's not what's necessary god does not need us to post anything on social media for our penances to be effective and in fact of course if they if we do that they're probably not going to be effective so uh, have that leap of faith in a certain sense, to do penances, you know, fasting, almsgiving, uh, the difficult things, you know, get up early, even when no one's around to see you, get up early, you know, say a prayer for a passing ambulance, even if no one else is in the car to see you pray, uh, do things like that, uh, that are for just your own good and no other, just your own, rather, only you know about them, only you and God, uh, and have faith that God really does see. The world needs you to take Ash Wednesday and Lent seriously. The world needs you to confess your sins and do penance. The world needs you to offer up offer up your offer up your suffering for the glory of God. To do this, but in a hidden way, and trust that our Father who sees in secret will repay us. You know, Lent is this great opportunity. Yet I think for a lot of, and this is my own experience as well, a lot of us were maybe even taught. Implicitly, to have an attitude of, well, you know, what's the least I can do to get by? Like, you know, I'll give up, I'll give up something, and okay, you know, what do I have to do? All right, well, I'll do that. But that's not the right attitude. That, that's kind of a, a minimum attitude. And if you had that at your job, you'd probably get fired. So why would that be okay for the spiritual life? Rather, our attitude should be, hey, if this thing is good, I bet I can do more. Like, what else can I do? What what else do I, do I need to do to be good for me? What? Are the challenges I should take up? Well, if I can if I can abstain from this thing, why not something else too? You know, why not build upon, uh, you know, have victory after victory instead of, eh, well, you know, be lukewarm and just do the minimum thing. Right? You know, not everyone can be a monk living in a cave eating bread and water on the, their first Lent. Right? It takes time, but we should have that motivation. We should want to do better, and if we believe in the grace of fasting prayer and almsgiving, if we believe that our Lent really does some good for ourselves and for the world, then there's actually motivation there. Then we shouldn't have a hard time, or at least it should be easier to say, okay, I don't like doing this, cold showers suck, or getting up early is definitely no fun, or not eating meat on Fridays or other days of the week, I, I like a good steak, who doesn't? That's difficult. But if we have something substantial to do it for, if we have some understood goal like this is helping the kingdom of god in a concrete way because god takes my prayers takes my almsgiving takes my fasting and do- pours out graces because of it ah then then we have a better attitude and it's easier to have a better attitude and to take it more seriously because it has a an objective concrete goal that we are accomplishing on ash wednesday the church is usually pretty full more fully than it is than easter And yet, most of those people, not most, many people who are not there otherwise, we will never see again until some other major holiday. And that's really too bad. For them to take ashes today and say the prayers and, but then go on to do nothing else, it's pretending, it's a show, it's, yeah, they came because they wanted something free, even if it was dirt on their forehead, and it didn't mean a whole lot. Don't be like that. Be somebody for whom Ash Wednesday meant something as the beginning of the spiritual season of Lent. And then, you'll be pleasantly surprised, if perhaps you haven't had this experience before, that when you take Lent seriously, do it well, and fight a spiritual fight, fight a spiritual battle, that you will be rewarded with great graces. The Lord will pour out his blessings upon you. And when Easter does arrive, 40 days from now, it will be the best Easter you've ever had. Because... The Lord is true to his promise that if we do offer up our penance, our prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, the Lord who sees in secret will repay us.